0: Welcome once again to our study of the book of Proverbs. Uh, we have finally finished chapter one, and now we'll be moving into uh, in chapter two. This is the next lesson that you'll be doing. But for me, a couple of weeks have gone by. And uh, but I've had the privilege of continuing my study in Proverbs. And I hope that this next chapter will cement a lot of the truths that you learned in the first. And primarily what we have to understand over and over again is that there's no great mystery to growing in Christ. There's really not. Once we come to know him as our personal Lord and Savior, then we are to devote ourselves to the study of his word and to prayer. And we're gonna see once again how important the word of God is in the life of the believer. So let's go to chapter two and let's start in verse one and we'll read to verse 11. My son, If you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. If you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity in every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you. Uh, Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much for your word. Oh, Lord, I, I I can't even imagine living the Christian life without daily portions from your scripture, without your wisdom. Lord, if, if we were simply left alone, we would be like a, a ship cast off from the docks without a rudder. Lord, please help us, help us to understand your word that we might be wise, that we might be a blessing to those around us, but most importantly, that we might honor your son who gave his life, that we might know you. Lord, help us now, both to teach and to understand. In Jesus name, amen. Well, once again, it is a tremendous privilege for me to be here with you young people and to work through this book. And um, I want you to know that, that I am burdened. I'm, I'm not just teaching this because it's something that uh, I decided to do, but I'm burdened for you. We live in a, a very strange time. We live in a world full of emotion and uh, full of propaganda. Um, there is truth, but there there are also many, many lies. And when I look at your generation that's coming up and I ask myself, how can I help them? What can I do? I realize that it's really not anything extraordinary that I must do. I must do what must always be done. I must give priority that to that, which is first in the scriptures, I must teach you the gospel, that salvation, that uh, reconciliation with God is only possible through faith in Jesus Christ. And that once we come to know him, we must train our minds to wisdom. We must cultivate the mind of Christ. We must learn to discern the difference between error and truth, reason and something far less than reason, being pulled here and there by emotion, propaganda and error. So... One of the best ways to learn how to use the mind is by renewing the mind in the Word of God. And so that's what we're going to do. And we're going to begin in verse one. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you. Now, now, first of all, um, as a young person, it may be, may be hard for you to understand this, but, but um, I know you have friends and I know you care about them deeply. And I know there are other people that you have relationships with. But when you're a father or you're a mother and, um, and you have children, um, they are your heart. You you want so much for them. You want the best for them. You want a life for them that's better than the one that, that you've even experienced. And this is so very important to understand that when when a father, A sincere and godly father cries out to you and says, oh, son, oh, daughter, listen to me. Um, It is for your own good, especially when that father is God. God um, does not delight in the death of the wicked. He does not. um, He does not take joy in great tragedy. It is his will that you know him. And that you be prospered and blessed in your life by him. Now that, again, as we've already said many times, doesn't mean that you'll be a millionaire who drives a Mercedes Benz because that's not true prosperity. True prosperity, true peace, true life is knowing God and his son, uh, Jesus Christ. And and so when it says, my son, listen to me, you know. um. I know for myself, I can say that I'd like to reach through this camera and sometimes maybe even uh, grab you by the shoulder or (laughs) even grab you by the neck sometimes and say, listen to me. This is so very important. Your life depends on it. So he says, my son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you. Now, before we get to uh, the part of the children let's talk for a moment about the father and the mother. This text is assuming that you are teaching your children and ordering your household according to the word of God. Remember this, we do not um, a preacher doesn't have authority just because he's a preacher. Um, what he says shouldn't be listened to just because he's the one who said it. But it's the same way with with parents. Our authority doesn't come from the fact that maybe we're older, bigger and stronger. It doesn't even come from the fact that we've had more life experiences. Our authority and what we should teach our children is the word of God. And it is our job to correctly understand the word, to communicate it to our children and to also um, seek to live it out. It says, my son, if you will receive my words. Now, I want you to look, young person, I've got notes here. I'm going to be going back and forth. Um, I want you to look at the word if because it's what we call a conditional clause. God is saying he'll do something if if you do something. Now, with regard to salvation, it is 100 percent a work of God. If if you are justified before God, if you have a right relationship with God, it is 100% through the person and work of Jesus Christ. But as we become a Christian, having received Christ by faith, then even though God is working, we are also called to respond. And to the, to the degree that we respond, we're going we're gonna to grow. Let me tell you, let me give you an example. If your father tells you, I want you to do uh, 100 push push-ups a day so that you get stronger and you do only two a day, you're probably not going to get stronger. It's the same way when God sets before us his word and says study it when he calls us to prayer. Well, we're going to have success and we're going to grow to the degree that we give ourselves to the word and we give ourselves to prayer. So he says, if you receive my words and if you treasure my commandments within you, there are things that you must do. You must do them. There's no, you know, there's no way around it. You have a responsibility. And when you when you fulfill that responsibility, uh, you will see much more progress in the things of God. Now, the word he says, if you receive my words, it means if you take them in hand, it's not talking about just superficially. Yeah, dad, I listen to you or or I look like I'm paying attention, but it's actually to take it and to make it as your own. Uh, The word is sometimes used to carry along with you. And so it's not just initially listening to the, the word of God or listening to your father or listening to the preacher when he's preaching, but it's to take those words, if they're true, to take them as your own and to carry them along with you. So he uses the word receive. But then he uses the word treasure. Look at it. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments to treasure them. um, Listen, young people, there is nothing of greater worth on this planet than the word of God. And to simply just listen to it and not care or be apathetic when you read it. uh, That's not an appropriate response. We're to receive it were to treasure it. Um, A few years ago, I saw a film of a a people group, a tribal people group that. um, After many, many, many years, decades of not having a Bible, the translators finally finished their Bible. And if you could have seen the response of those people. They were running toward the person who was handing out the Bibles, they were. They were taking their Bible. They were holding it close to their chest. They were crying. They were laughing. They were so joyful. Some of them were dancing. Um, they were saluting one another. They, they, they were just beside themselves with joy. And uh, that is something of of the way our response should be. We should not only receive it and, and take it, but we should treasure it. It's a gift. It is a great gift. And to whom much is given, much is required. You know, here at HeartCry, we're constantly looking at people groups where there there's no gospel and and no Bible. And sometimes, you know, when I'm tired and I don't want to study the scriptures, I think about those believers who have no Bible or maybe they just have the book of Mark or maybe they just have a small little catechism with some verses in it because the Bible hasn't been translated into their language. And I think what a gift has been given to me and so I want to receive it I want to treasure it and I don't want to just grab it and let go of it but carry it along with me throughout the day and 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 that's a point isn't it Um, sometimes when we talk about having a quiet time you know I did you have your quiet time did you spend time in the word did you spend time in prayer and it's almost like pulling the Bible out of the closet reading it and then putting it back in for the rest of the day that's that's not what we're supposed to be doing We study the word of God so that uh, we can memorize it also and meditate upon it and take it along with us and think about it. And when we have to make decisions in our life, daily decisions, it's in the back of our mind. What should we do according to the scriptures? Uh, There's a beautiful verse. We've touched on it a few times. It's in the book of Psalms. In Psalms 119.11 your word have i treasured in my heart can you say that um sometimes i can um and i lament i'm sad <laughs> lament is a big word for sad i'm sad about the times that i don't but to treasure his word in my heart and to carry it with me as as the most precious thing and he says i've i've treasured Uh, Your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. One of the most powerful um, ways of uh, overcoming sin is by uh, keeping the word of God treasured in our hearts. This is a very positive statement, isn't it? Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. But then we can turn it around. Your word I have not treasured in my heart so that I might sin against you. People who treasure the word of God in their heart do not sin as much. And people who sin quite a bit do not care about treasuring God's word in their heart. Now, you can nod your head and say you agree with with me. But on what side are you today? Not yesterday. I I don't care about yesterday. Today. How much are you treasuring God's word in your heart? Now, he said, my son, if you do this, if you... Receive my words and treasure my commandments within you. Then he goes on, verse two. Make your ear attentive to wisdom and incline your heart to understanding. Now, this look at verse two and look at it very, very carefully. This is 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 extremely important because up until now, we've just said something that's kind of poetic and romantic. We ought to receive the word. We ought to treasure it in our heart. But in verse two, we have the first step in doing that. I mean, what should we actually do in order for the word to be in our heart? He says, make your ear attentive to wisdom and incline your heart to understanding. Make your ear attentive. Um, You know, when when somebody really wants to listen, um, you know, if, if, if they're apathetic and they really don't want to listen, they'll just be sitting back, looking around, and, and that's about it. But when they really want to hear, what do they do? They they draw near. They're like, what what was it? A, a lot of times I'm talking with different people all over the world, and sometimes uh, it's in a very primitive situation and the Internet isn't very good. And I find myself uh, talking to them on Skype or Zoom, and I'm, I'm close to the screen like this, and I've got my ear turned this way, and I'm trying with all my might. To hear what they're saying because it's important. That that's the same thing. That that's what it means. You know, I um uh, I do archery, uh, uh, longbows and things like that. I've got a bunch of them right over here, and um, I teach people. I say, you know, when I'm teaching someone how to shoot a primitive longbow, I said, you know, when you when you look at something, and you're just looking. You kind of just go like this. You look around. But when you really want to see something, you go. You look like that. And 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 you focus everything on that one spot. And and that's what we're talking about. When your father's teaching the word, your mother, when when the preacher's preaching, it's it's really giving that ear because you know it's important. And to do so even more when you realize, man, my mind is beginning to wander. So he said, you know, make your attentive. That's one way. Then the other is by inclining your heart to understanding. The, The idea here is literally stretching out your heart. Okay. If you wanted to reach something, you know, I have some books over here. I would stretch out my hand. Have you ever uh, lost something under the bed, or lost something under a desk? And, uh, as a matter of fact, excuse me, I've had a long, a long day. As a matter of fact, my uh, my daughter, my four-year-old daughter Bronwyn, she uh, she lost something the other day, and it was under the bed. And she said, "Would you get it for me?" And I said, "Well, of course I will." So I I bent down, and then I realized it is right in the middle of that big old bed underneath, and so. I was straining with all my might. And as I got closer, I realized I don't think I'm going to get this. And so I I pulled actually on the carpet with my fingers and I tried to press my shoulder further and further until finally I touched it and I was able to grab it and I was able to pull it to myself. It caused a bit of discomfort. It took a lot of work, but that's the whole point. This isn't easy. No one ever said it would be easy. It's not. So he says, receive my word, treasure my commands. And then he goes on and he says, make your ear attentive. Listen, you see, because an attentive ear is an obedient ear. And then he says, incline, stretch out your heart. Do everything you can to understand what the word of God is saying. And God will remember conditional clause if you do this. God will bless you. God will help you. Now, I want to tell you something, young people. It's kind of a principle of life, and then we're going to finish with something about the commandments. Uh, I was never a really good athlete. I wasn't born athletic, and I wasn't born strong or fast. Um, I wasn't even born with that high of an IQ. That may be easy to understand. Um, But I discovered something that even though I may start out on a lower bar than everyone else, you can pretty much make it to the top. There's only one thing you have to do outwork everybody else. And it's the same way. Um, You may look at this scripture and and, and maybe your brothers and sisters get it faster than you do. Um, Don't let that discourage you. Not at all. God sees. God sees. And if he sees in your heart that you desire to know him and you desire to follow him and and these words are difficult for you to read and difficult to understand and you you have to fight with your your brain seems to be an enemy and not a friend. Don't worry. Just keep going. Cry out to him. Say, Lord, please. I'm not going to ask a lot from you. I'm not going to ask for riches or houses or an easy life. But I ask you this. Make your word clear to me. God honors that kind of of passion and uh you just keep going because most people don't. Everyone starts off fast like the rabbit. <laughs> Very few keep going. And so the guy that is slower, the girl that's slower can usually in time pass up the fastest. Just diligence. Now, it says this. It says I want you to see an important truth. Let's let's look at verse verse 2. He says Make your ear attentive to wisdom and incline your heart to understanding. So he's talking about wisdom and understanding. But if you look in verse one, he's talking about commandments. Now he's talking about the same thing, but he calls his words commandments, but then he calls them understanding and, and, and wisdom. And here's what I want you to see. You know, you, you see wisdom, like in the book of Proverbs, then you see commands, you know, like, uh, Honor the Lord your God, or um, uh, do not lie, do not commit adultery, uh, do not covet, uh, honor your father and mother, and and you see them as commands to be obeyed, and they are. But but don't forget this: they're good commands. They're good commands given by a loving God, and in those commands is found wisdom. Yes, wisdom. It is the one of the wisest or if not the wisest thing you can do is to love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Second wisest thing you can do is love your neighbors yourself. To honor your father and your mother is a wise thing to do. So commands are not just commands. Especially in the case of scripture, commands are wise. Now the commandments of men are not always wise, but let me give you some examples in which they're, they're wise. You're on a straight stretch of highway and the, the architects, those who have built that highway have determined that it is, it is safe to go 65 miles an hour. So they have a command, speed limit, 65. And then you come to a point in the road where it it starts getting twisty and it's turning and and going up and down. And you immediately notice that they've they've lowered the speed limit to 55. Now that's going to make you go slower. Maybe you're not going to arrive on time and it it may even hinder what you truly want to do. But in a sense, there's great wisdom in lowering that speed limit, isn't there? it will save your life. So it's not just a command for the sake of commands. Even in the commandments of men, many times we can see great wisdom, which would cause us to say, I'm I'm going to listen to this. Well, in the same way, young person, but even more so. When God gives a command, is it just to, I don't know, do, do you think he gives that command just so that he can, I don't know, rain on your parade or ruin your party or put a bridle in your mouth? Is that it? Does God delight in just hampering all joy? No. It's actually the very opposite. God gives us commands because they protect us. Not only do they protect us from that which is negative, they promote in our life that which is positive. So when we study wisdom, you will find commands in that wisdom. Because it's not just saying, think about these things, it's saying, do it, do them. But also in those commandments, which are just pure commandments of do this and don't do that. There's also wisdom and your submission to those commands will determine whether or not you're wise or a fool. And they will determine the prosperity, spiritual prosperity of your life. All right. Well, thank you very much. We at least got to two verses, didn't we? And um, when we return, we will take on some more. God bless you, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society.